This time on No, Not the Mind Probe, episode number 84, Remembrance of Whose Past. Welcome to No, Not the Mind Probe. Bro. Trying to do John Hurt. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, it's a little more gruff. Uh, if you take uh, acting uh, classes from him, that's yeah. what he just was like, you're him, but more <laughs> gravelly. <laughs> that's it. I don't know if he smoked, but uh, it sounds like he did. Uh, we'll never know because he, he <laughs> passed away. <laughs> but I suppose we could find out if he smoked. <laughs> He didn't take the secret to his grave. <laughs> because also he lived for 80 years and most of his life was filmed. So actually we could probably figure it out pretty he easily. He took that secret to his grave. <laughs> hey, but anyway. Um, but anyway, he he's dead. And, uh, he's dead but what is not dead is the podcasting ooh, medium, which is what we're save, in here. Great save. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, because this is a podcast, um, and it's not dead yet, uh, this medium, uh, but we're doing our best. Um, but uh, this is where we watch and rank every single Doctor Who story ever. My name is John Grant, uh, and I am a lifelong Doctor Who fan. I have been watching it for 38 years. And my name is Porter Mason. <laughs> Briefly didn't You're know really my name. emphatic about it, too. My, and my name... <laughs> And I'm kind of more of a Johnny come lately, right? That's John. <laughs> yeah. But I'm Porter and I'm a Johnny, Johnny. come lately. Yeah. So this whole Doctor Who. And I'm Who... more of a porter of Doctor Who things. I carry them around. It's confusing. Right. Everyone just start... it's get a out a piece of paper and write it down. <laughs> John asked me for, for 26 years to watch Doctor Who. I said no. And then about, well, so it's two and a half years ago. I finally started watching things. So I've been going things through. Happen. Look, in, a lot. Tuna, in the span, yeah. John's been doing this for 38 years. I've been mainlining Doctor <laughs> Who for two and a half years straight, and I'm a little on edge. All right. And I'm worried what's going to happen to Matt Smith and Clara. <laughs> just, just, guys, and then I don't know, okay? There's another and like, one. <laughs> I never liked the Sylvester McCoy episodes, and then that, we're going to watch one. I like Ace, though. So I mean, that's good. Anyway, we watch hmm. two stories every, every episode <laughs> of this podcast. We go through the new Who in yep. order, yep. or as we said, right at the end of the Matt Smith yep. years. And uh, then John, acting as sommelier, pairs a new Who story with a classic story. John, big episode. Big episode. Yep. A big drink too. This is a. This is not the protini. This, this is, is the probroni. The probroni. The probroni. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't do two martinis. Mm-hmm. Not that we record these back to back. No, uh, no. <laughs> months apart. <laughs> yeah, folks, 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 folks. Wait, months apart would imply that we started <laughs> recording like seven years ago. Yeah. Record them months apart, <laughs> and then that's why Porter's wearing a Hillary for president T-shirt. You're like, hey, she's on. She's got it, folks. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, oh, what could have been? All, All right. right. Well, anyway, what we're going to do today, folks, is is lean close to your 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 radio yeah, receivers. Yeah, uh, we're going to watch. Uh, the season finale of Matt Smith's final season. Now we're then wow. we're just like special land. Uh, but the season finale of Matt Smith's final season, a a a wild romp, uh, I would say. Uh, and Which answers the question: What's the deal with Clara? <laughs> <laughs> And ending in possibly, I would have to say, one of the biggest surprises in, in Doctor Who history. Uh, the name of the Doctor. And I've paired that because this reaches back, the name of the Doctor reaches back to the very beginning, right? He has some flashbacks to the very beginning of Doctor Who uh, and, and sort of, you know, gets into the origins yeah. a little bit and, and, and sort of all that. So I've paired that with uh, a seventh Doctor story. The season opener of the 25th anniversary season, uh, which also does that. Uh, and it is the Seventh Doctor Ace and a whole lot of Daleks. More Daleks than you can shake a question mark umbrella at. Uh, in remembrance of the Daleks. All right. We're going to recap these. And there's so much in these episodes. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to stay to, to give the reins to John as quick as possible. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot that I certainly miss i'm sure these feel like both episodes that in addition to rewatching them mm. for this podcast you have probably watched repeatedly yes yeah 
I'm watching Remembrance of the Daleks out of the corner of my eye right, <laughs> right now. now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we start off in a good place because we have an Vastra and and her lady friend. Are they married? Yeah, they're or, married. Uh, this anyway. is my, I remember I'm a lizard from the dawn of my time, and this is my wife. My wife, my wife. Yeah. Wait, wait. You can't start there. You have to start with the the cold open of flashback to Gallifrey, Clara talking to William Hartnell, Patrick Troughton running through a park. I mean, that's how it opens. Yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> no, yeah, so it was peppered throughout the whole show and even... No, my, no, it's at the very beginning. <laughs> I, no, no, I know, but... One of the greatest cold opens ever. <laughs> that's true. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> I think of that part where she's throughout the Doctor yeah, history. Yeah, it comes at the end, too. She the, and that end part yeah. is so, uh, uh, like, yeah. big... Um, the end part. Well, anyway, we'll get to that. Yes, great cold open. Yeah, definitely a surprise. And you're like, oh, okay, now we're finally getting to something. Yeah, and yeah, something definitely. Happening. So uh, we should say what we don't know about Clara from the moment she's been introduced is this idea that the doctor is like, what is? Who are you? Yeah, because what's it your doesn't deal? Make sense. You keep appearing in my life and dying, mm-hmm. and saying these same words most of the time. Yeah, and. But he never figures it out. It also, though it is threaded through this season, it is, the thread Lightly. is often lost. Lightly. Or sometimes like it's threaded and it seems like there's a revelation and there isn't one. Yeah. And then we just yeah. move on. Yeah. yeah. So we really don't. That's all we know is that Clara seems to always be here. We don't know. But she seems to be who she says she is, as, yeah. you know, or at least as far as she knows. Okay. So we are. Okay, yeah. We have. Babster, Babster and Jenny. Yeah. And Strax and River. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they they call each other they do they do a little zoom call mm-hmm. using dreams which is fascinating they this is yeah, like a throwaway thing dream play yeah this is another they classic didn't do this Stephen. before did they yeah no this is another <laughs> classic Stephen moffat thing where he has like a huge idea and just right. throws it away it's like oh yeah they do that now everyone. and it's, yes, br- it's a, a great escape Right. And it's a great Stephen Moffat thing, too, because they do this. They contact each other, which they can reach each other throughout time by doing this. But you have to be asleep and meaning you're, you know, to some extent defenseless. You're you're asleep. So they're all talking while they're talking. Jenny is killed. Yeah. People come in the people come in the room and kill. They're talking because uh, remember, they found out uh, Madame Bastress found out. Uh, a secret. The doctor has a secret that he will take yes. to his grave, and it is discovered. The secret. And we find out, or are reminded, that River knows the doctor's name. Yeah, yeah. We had already heard in a previous episode that he dies on Trenzalore. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. That is a it was a rhyme or something. Or at the end of the the end of last season, it was mentioned by the guy, the head in the box. Right. Yeah. Okay, so what we find is that it's the the Whisper Men are who mm-hmm. killed Jenny. Mm-hmm. Very creepy, very very horror movie. Mm-hmm. And then we see the Great Intelligence again. So he's back. He's back, and he says to Clara that he the Doctor needs to meet him in Trenzalore. And again, the Doctor's trying to avoid going to Trenzalore because that's where he dies. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you see your grave when you're a time traveler. It's one thing you should avoid. So, he but he's very goes. depressed about it. He goes because he's a mensch, <laughs> and he's, <laughs> you know, I'm like, all right, let's go. You say, "Where's your grave?" You look over, and there's an enormous mausoleum in the. Sh- yep. in, well, we think is in the shape of the TARDIS. He says, "No, that's the TARDIS." Yep, and it. The the bigger on the outside, kind of reverts. <laughs> I guess because the TARDIS sort of dies. Too, yeah, it breaks, and, and the dimensions get mixed up or something. Okay, so. Kind of just skipping through this, so you can tell me more about the details. They're attacked. We go into the we go into the TARDIS. We see the thread of the Doctor's life. That was his timeline. Yeah, his timeline, which is a cool effect, and it looks like a, a nervous system essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And we find River is the whole time kind of talking to Clara, just telepathically. Yeah, she's linked. By the way, they have a thing at the beginning when they meet. Sorry to interrupt. Where there's like a little jealousy of like, mm, who are you? I'm like, I'm, well, I'm the doctor's wife. Well, I'm traveling with him now. Like, there's a little. <laughs> well, I think it funny was thing there. so. Clara has clearly heard of River Song, so the doctor at least talks about it. But then I think River Song drops that I'm his wife, and I think she's Clara's a little thrown by that. And yeah. River's a little thrown that it's like he doesn't talk about her that much. Yeah, he doesn't mention that I'm his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, she she's, threads throughout she's that. She's dead. I mean, Ten yeah, years. like, come on. <laughs> yeah. But but, uh-huh. but do she it. does mention repeatedly that he he just kind of moves on from her death very quickly. But she says, like, that's that's what he does. He doesn't like goodbyes. 
He, he, she says that repeatedly. Yeah. Okay. So we find out that the doctor goes into his timeline. Is that what happens first? No, Clara first. No, the great intelligence first. Great intelligence is like, I'm going to go Great intelligence in goes into the doctor timeline. And kill you all and... the uh, multiple times. Like, I'm going to kill you every time. Right. And then last episode we were talking about a deus ex machina clara is herself a deus ex (laughs) machina who's been there since the beginning except that it was threaded 10 episodes ago yeah yeah and uh, so she we we say like well the only way that this can be stopped is if if someone does that yeah and i'd like to dive in more about like how this works it's just that it does make (laughs) it all make sense like in terms of what happened before or at least it gives an explanation yeah, for why yeah, Clara has been there before. Yeah. So she's she steps inside the timeline. Yeah. I will say that, first of all, it now makes her one of the most important people in the doctor's right. life. Yeah. Very big. So like elevates her above really all the other companions. I mean, right. like he's he, been you know, constantly saving his life, apparently. And <clears throat> and she does it so immediately and willingly and we still don't know that much about who she is. And she just, she sort of has this Zen-like thing of like, I, this is what I'm meant to do. I'm supposed to do this. Yeah. And I guess I buy it in the sense that the doctor is, it's like almost like you're saving this great person like this. And so right. in some I mean, ways. The universe, the stars are going out uh, and all these other things. And I think it, like right. it, and Vastra's turning on Stratus because they weren't friendly anymore and all. And it, it does Right, sorry. Um, as yeah, the great yeah. intelligence is in there, yeah, everything around the universe that the doctor has helped preserve, save, fend off, it's all being reversed. So yeah, yeah like John said, <laughs> stars are literally blotting out of the sky. The Strax and Vastra forget they know each other. Yeah, and so yeah, it's sort of a sacrifice. Like it's not just for him; it's a sacrifice for the universe. But yeah. she's. <clears throat> I mean, just doesn't even hesitate. So she steps inside of the doctor's timeline and we see, and again, the sequence I was mentioning, which almost felt like it was going to be like, and now the Clara Chronicles. It's a new <laughs> TV show that we're just going to spin off. It's like Quantum Leap, but only Clara and Dr. Who. Indeed, if you'd put like a, a jazzy soundtrack over that and then like a Jenna Coleman as Clara, like it, it could have been the opening credits to a like, show. Hi, I'm Clara. <laughs> Three years ago, I walked into the doctor's timeline. <laughs> I just stepped into it and disappeared. But Hoping. yeah, it's pretty cool. We see her, and I and this is done in 2013. Yeah, we see her. Oh, we never played the clip. Oh gosh, we didn't. Did We're we? so excited. I don't. I don't think we did. No, I don't think we did. All right, we'll play it in a second. We'll play it. Yeah, in a second. But sorry, folks. Uh, yeah, we're just we're excited about this. But I thought, like, done 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And like for and a TV show, and it is the finale. Yeah. But like pretty cool effects that they inserted her in all these places. They did the yep. costuming really well. And you get you've got a colorized William Hartnell. I mean, they, yeah. they show her, and this is the big moment of like, and it's as earlier than any moment we've seen in Doctor Who history, uh, as him basically getting into the TARDIS to leave Galibray. And she shows up, and she's like, "You should take a different TARDIS. The, the this one's better. You're going to have more." Like she directs him to a different TARDIS, or whatever. It's like so again, she's huge. like hugely uh, yeah. important. <laughs> so it's interesting. Okay, so this sort of solves this to some extent. Yeah with the great intelligence and then we come back and there's some talk about the doctor's name and she's helped the doctor in all these places in time he goes to rescue her he goes to rescue her and he saves her and then there's another figure in the shadows why don't we now play the clip right we did that intentionally who's that never mind let's go back but who is he he's me there's only me here. That's the point. Now let's get back. But I never saw that one. I saw all of you. Eleven faces. All of them are you. You're the eleventh doctor. I said he was me. I never said he was the doctor. Oh, I don't understand. Look, my name, my real name. That is not the point. The name I chose is the doctor. The name you choose, it's like, it's like a promise you make. He's the one who broke the promise. All right. Clara! Clara! He is my secret. What I did, I did without choice. I know. In the name of peace and sanity. But not in the name of the doctor. Yeah. So, yeah, imagine that was a pretty big moment because, A, you're like, wait, so is this going to be the next doctor? Yeah. 
and but even though right. there's Who no regeneration, this? but you're like, yeah. maybe maybe William Hurt's going to be the doctor for a John series. Hurt. William Hurt is like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's what you're thinking is maybe William Hurt is going to be. Like, what did um, they get John Hurt to regenerate it to William Hurt? Because that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Long way to go for a pun, but I think it's great that they did it. Yeah, no, I mean, like, is he going to be the doctor? Well, you get the. I I do love the the on screen like the, the, he turns around and it frames John Hurt, uh, and then like they're kind of like, yeah, we we really make sure we land this point. So it's like introducing John Hurt yeah. as the doctor. It's like, do you get it, everybody? We got John Hurt. I I, I have watched. This it says great... as the doctor or as yeah, the war as doctor? The doctor. As the doctor. I, there is a very funny, uh, or there's a good uh, uh, one of the reaction videos that I do enjoy watching. Uh, they were watching it, uh, and this this came on, and um, one of the people goes, "Why'd they put the thing on the on the screen like that?" And one of the other guys goes, "Because when you get John Hurt, you put it on the screen." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair point. Yeah, this was a surprise. So we didn't know. Uh, so this, well, if you stayed spoiler free, and I'm not sure anyone, I'm not sure even if you didn't stay spoiler, if you tried to find spoilers, I'm not. I think this was kept incredibly secret because it was a shock, like that no one knew they had cast John Hurt uh, in anything. Uh, it was still what, when was this? You said May, I think, or something. It was it was a while. Yeah, the before 18th the, of May, 2013. Yeah, so it was a while before the 20th, uh, the 50th anniversary. We didn't know anything about it, even uh, what it was going to be called or anything else about it. Uh, and I think this came out of no, like the. I mean, everybody was shocked. Like the the front page of the oh, New wow. York Times so just said "Gaga ga, ga, Gooey." I mean, that was the headline. <laughs> so, the, so the next episode that we're going to do, the Day of the Doctor, doesn't come out for six months. Yeah, it was November. Yeah, yeah. The, oh the anniversary. wow. Uh, so there was a lot of, that would be crazy. There was a lot of time for speculation and, um, we didn't, so, um, they hadn't, they didn't explain anything. Uh, it came as a total surprise. And so there was a lot of discussion. First of all, well, well, all right, he's the doctor because they wouldn't have put that on the screen if he wasn't. But which doctor is he? What doctor is he? Where did he come from? So yeah, could he be a future doctor? Could he be a different universe doctor? Could he, uh, and then, you know, we'll find out in the next episode where he, where he comes into this, but it was a very huge mystery, like a huge shock moment. I think uh, I read an interview with Stephen Moffat where uh, he was writing it. And we'll talk about this in the next one about sort of why he had to do it. But he's writing it and he's wrote the scene and he's like, and then it turns around and it's the biggest actor in the world. <laughs> it's all he it's like whoever it is. Uh, and then uh, and then they cast. John Hurt, who is probably a bigger British actor than American Eric, but he's still he's won an Oscar. Like he's a he was a very big actor, uh, and and certainly everybody had seen him in various things and heard, and heard of him. Uh, and he he's been around forever. And probably said very distinct voice. But yes, this was a and again nobody knew it was happening. I think we all we obviously knew they were. This was going to gear up for the fiftieth. Something exciting was going to happen with this episode. A lot of people thought I think this is so dumb. I'm sorry, Vince, but a lot of people thought it's called the name of the Doctor. We're leading up to the fiftieth anniversary, so they're going to tell us the name of the Doctor. Like we're going to well, find out did, his name. They had the scenes at the beginning that I thought they were going to. Yeah. Get at it like uh, and but it's just like but it's like what what could well, it be what is it gonna right. be? it's eric and <laughs> like, oh. no, that's the thing i was actually worried that that was part of it because i was like yeah. what could his name right be that be would not be disappointing steve or like snubble like, for liberal or yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, there's just no so i don't know why people thought that was going to be uh this is uh, of course Stephen moffat wrote this this has the amazing cold open it's a very sprawling story the great intelligence is in it for some reason <laughs> it was remember the great intelligence set up a sort of an arcing like enemy for this season like they yeah, but appeared they, yeah. in the first one they never talked about him again why this is the great intelligence's plan i mean sure the doctors defeated him but anyway how this again, works out is, is Clara just like defeats him like it's just right. done it immediately defeats him. and then also it's made a big deal about like, oh, I can't, I shouldn't be anywhere near my own timeline. And then he just goes into his own timeline right. to rescue Clara, which is, where does he go? He he ends up in like a, in like a mysterious place. And there's like other versions of himself wandering around. And obviously this, you know, John Hurt to make the big line here. This idiot. <laughs> yeah. And, and then it's like, okay, wait, where is he? And is he, and then apparently he's just very easily able to get out. Cause it's never addressed. Like the, this episode ends and then we pick up the day of the doctor and it started like everything's back to normal. They're just hanging out doing stuff. And so it was like this huge setup to get to this point, but I don't think Stephen Moffat ever finished telling this story. <laughs> like, wait, what happened? It was, what happened? It was the just whole, enough to introduce us to John Hurt. It, it's a confusing the whole Clara, ending. The, like plotline, which obviously 
culminating in this feels like there were like three or four episodes that just got left out or they couldn't quite figure out or i don't know like there could have been yeah it had there could have been a little bit more to set up something about is an interesting villain yeah right i mean could certain could certainly be and like um there's definitely more background to give there because we still don't know a ton about the great intelligence that could be an interesting one and yeah you could do more of like the i don't know the doctor suddenly remembering like oh i saw clara in the wheel in space <laughs> like, i mean like you know, she was wait a second i think i do remember her or like so i mean obviously people want to reference the wheel in space because that's a huge uh episode huge, that people huge. love see yeah, last episode yeah yeah see yeah if you if you're just coming to see these special uh the big episode ones go back to our last wheel in space corker of an episode <laughs> as they call it and uh yeah it's uh oh we it, it is a lovely appearance in the paternoster gang again uh strax yeah. jenny and um uh, uh and madavastra um they're great it's nice to see river back you do get that very nice scene of, of you know, I can always see you, even though, uh, again, how that makes 100% of sense is not clear to me. It more closure because. And this is post, no. I mean, this is the first time we've seen River post post in the computer thing, right? She's yeah. she's dead here. This is like the end yeah. of her timeline. So that was kind of, that's kind of interesting to see. And uh, yeah, but I, 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 it's, I've seen this several times, uh, and I wish I understood. Uh, I wish I understood that uh, how how they get out of it. But uh, you know, again, as a as a, a series of surprises from that beginning sequence of her with all the old doctors uh, to to the to the re- revelation of John Hurt uh, as the Doctor, uh, pretty pretty amazing. Some pretty big swings by yeah. Moffat to say like. By the way, Clara's now threaded throughout the entire history of Doctor Who. Yeah. And also... So, it's like, so I've basically written all of those episodes, too. So he now owns all of the old episodes of Doctor Who. That's you know what it feels part. like? And I know he did write the 50th anniversary <laughs> episodes, but by the War Doctor showing up, it feels very much like that last episode of the West Wing that Sorkin did before he left, where he's like, <laughs> and then everyone's kidnapped and all these people die. <laughs> Goodbye. Good luck figuring See that everybody. out. <laughs> like it feels like you could kind of go there. Well, let us go to our classic episode, mm-hmm. which is, you know, a big deal, too. Mm-hmm. This is Remembrance of the Daleks. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. picture it. Sicily, uh, 1938. <laughs> season 25, the first story of season 25. Big big deal. How many How many more seasons did we last? 27 or 26? 26. So it's only oh, one more after this. Only one, one more. Yep. So this is the big opening. Big and deal. It's a big anniversary season, right? 25th anniversary. anniversary. Yeah, Dalek people are, story. People were excited. Ace is awesome. And, yep, you know, yep. it's and, and we got a little, we got some Davros in here, which is where this sound clip, because if you, again, you know, I love my Davros ranting. You know, I sleep, I, I go to sleep at night to just recordings on a loop of Davros screaming. <laughs> it was so Mike. It was, <laughs> it was uh, aired on the October 5th. Through the 26th, 1988, four episodes, and uh, but it's set in 1963. We'll find out more about that. Wait, what? Let us hear a clip that John has prepared Mm. for us now. Does it worry you, Doctor, that with it I will transform Scarrow's son into a source of unimaginable power? And with that power at my disposal, the Daleks shall sweep away Gullifrey and its infinite golem of Time Lords. The Daleks shall become Lords of Time. We shall become all powerful, crush the lesser races, conquer the galaxy, unimaginable power, unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. So wonderful, what power, what brilliance. You can wipe out the odd civilization, enslave the occasional culture, but you still want to track from the basic fundamental truth of your own impotence! I will teach you the folly of your words, Doctor! I will destroy you and demonstrate the power of the Daleks! That's <laughs> <laughs> so much. It's so much. I have so many Zoom meetings that basically go like that, though. It's just uh, screaming back and forth. Uh, yes, I, I. That's another in my in my pantheon of phrases from Doctor Who that I would like to work into casual conversations. I will teach you the folly of your words. Is a good one. Like I, you know, it's. A, I always wanted to give that. To I like also a boss love friend. how he emphasizes the O R in Doctor. Doctor. 
All right. Well, we have the seventh doctor. Yep. Not my favorite. Not your favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. And Ace, maybe mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Love Ace. Yep. She's like she's the- got a lot to do this one. This is one of her favorite episodes, Sophie. Yeah, she's yeah. she's pretty cool in this. Yeah, she's a cool. As you remember, she's a cool like kind of punk girl from the eighties. Yep. Who who doesn't swear, smoke, or do drugs? But she's cool and punk. I know she really <laughs> should smoke and probably yes do drugs. Yep. Yep. But she's also like a mechanic. Like she knows she knows how to do some stuff, and she's got a baseball bat. And she's got a. I love the ghetto blaster at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, like yeah. Giant. Like. <laughs> now here's a thing I'll say to those not watch who haven't watched a lot of classic episodes, and have maybe heard I want to watch those not one. watch episode. <laughs> those not watch. No, maybe you watch the new Who, and you're like, I want to check out some of the, the classic mm. episodes. This is a, a maybe a fan favorite. Here's the thing: I'll tell you right off the bat from this episode because you're going to notice it right off the bat. Episode's good. The music is is just rough. It's eighties. It's it's of its time, and there's clearly someone with a synth synthesizer it, it, and a drum pad, yeah. and just like going. Ding, 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 and ding, it is ding, ding, ding. it is not timeless. Like it, <laughs> it it is, and it just it takes you out of it. I would say a lot because it's a very good episode, but like it really takes you out of it. Yeah, it's got it's very eighties. Fortunately, very yeah. uh, so okay. They are conveniently need it's, to try. It's, it's too bad. It's good they edited out the. There was a whole doctor shredding the keytar on a solo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they cut that out for yeah. So that would have even dated it even. And more. drinking new coke and all these things. <laughs> so uh, seven doctor and eights. They arrive conveniently. They just they need to do stuff in England in the sixties. So like yep. it works out he's, well. He's in control. He knows it works what he's out doing. well for BBC Wales. <laughs> this is what it works out well for. <laughs> they meet some military folks who really seem like unit. But they're not, or are are they? Like they're they... not, but it is later established in the novelization and later on that they're precursors to unit. Uh, okay. and there actually was a line apparently cut from the episode that would have mentioned like Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart. Uh, is is oh, there's a new he, Gilmore is going to retire, and is this new guy coming in, Lethbridge Stewart, who's going to. Uh, who did? Yeah, so because he calls him the brigadier at one point, and then by the mistake, corrects. yeah, he's like, oh, sorry, yes, yes, the group right. captain. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. At any rate, yeah. So there's the group captain, and then there's uh, Sergeant Smith, Mike Smith, yeah, and he and Ace have a little romantic a little, thing going yeah. on, a vibe, vibing, nice, vibing, nice on young bloke, say. yeah, and too bad he's a Nazi. Nice young Nazi. He boy. is a fascist. Yeah, yes. Yep. <laughs> And they're tracking some stuff. It's tied to a, a Dalek ship that's nearby. Mm-hmm. And then we find that there's another signal coming from another nearby Dalek. So Wait, as Ace, oh, this wow. could have been the clip that you had, but Ace so eloquently describes the two Dalek factions as there's one blobby guys yep. who have like crowns on and then the other <laughs> blobby guys that don't have crowns on. And obviously, they don't like each other. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, we have, the, we have the Imperial Daleks who recognize the Emperor and are... Very, you know, they they hold up their pinkies when they drink their flagons of mead. <laughs> and then we have the renegade Daleks, who are kind of the cool Daleks. Yeah, they're definitely bad. You know, they have leather jackets on. There's a black Dalek, and he's. You know, they're always like flicking their cigarettes and snubbing <laughs> them out with their toes. And they control the junkyard, which is pretty funny. <laughs> they reject. Well, the that emperor. was that junkyard is Totters Lane, which is the so that is where. They first, Barbara and Ian met the first doctor all the oh, way back wow. on Earthly Child. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Which would have been, wait, was it? Well, 1965, right? 63. So. No, no, it was 63. This oh, 63. Set, oh, wow. Technically set during the, uh, and then you have the wonderful moment, which, which is where, and talking when I get meta, uh, Ace is at the Mike's uh, house, uh, and she's bored and watching around. She turns the TV on, uh, and it's like, uh, it's got the test pattern river because they're about to go to the show. And then you hear, they go, uh, oh, uh, and now it's time for the new science fiction space series, Doctor, and then it just cuts off. <laughs> That's cute. I did, I did not uh, know. Yeah, it's supposed to be November 1963. So, yeah. Well, let's talk about that a little. First of all, so Ace suddenly becomes like a kept woman, like in, in the course of five minutes, I feel like, where she's staying with Smith, with Mike, yeah. and uh, then they're just immediately like, Okay, dear, you just you stay, stay here, here. And, yeah. and and the doctor's treating her like that too. I just it was a little odd. To it was me a little weird. He's he trying to keep her out of trouble, but she immediately gets in trouble. Um, yeah, uh, and yeah, goes to school and has the great moment where she fights a Dalek, which is 
one awesome. of Sophie Aldridge's famous moments. Uh, uh, she loves it. And she's like, yeah, yeah. she takes on a dialogue of the baseball bat. No, cool. I mean, I guess I was glad that they did it so that she could rebel out of it. But it seemed odd to me that the doctor was like doing yeah, it. It, it was shades of it. that. I forget which doctor it was who was always like, maybe the third doctor is always like, let's just stay here. A little yeah, way. yeah, yeah. Third yeah. doctor is a little bit of a chauvinist. Yeah. So, okay. Well, they're both, both of these Dalek factions are looking for the Hand of Omega, mm. which is a great name for something. If you're going to name something that. Well, oh my God, remember it from the Three Doctors, right? So it's a reference to, remember the the shouty guy from uh really screaming guy a lot in the Three Doctors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Omega. Yeah, so that's, that's him. Uh, what does it do, the Hand of Omega? It's a stellar, it's a remote stellar manipulator. Duh. Uh, <laughs> so you just like turn on, turn on supernovas and so I think, yeah, I think it goes into the star and like rewires them and you can, and I think it does make supernovas. Yeah, I think it rolls under the star and it's like, oh, yeah, well, your problem here is. <laughs> what you got here? <laughs> Your your hydrogen's turning into helium too early on in the core. You're gonna have to want to reverse this. You get too yeah, much iron down here. Yeah, you've had some real cowboys in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we end up with some. I'm, I want to hear more about this from you, but we end up some with some back and forth here, where the doctor um, is hiding the hand somewhere. Then we uh, they, they end up finding it. We we realize that the doctor is actually leading them toward getting it. Right, because he, he wants, wants them the to have the imperial Daleks to have it. Yes, yes. <clears throat> Um, right, they defeat the renegades, but he wants them to get it because they're going to take it back and go to Scaro, and then they're we'll... going to turn to there. Yeah, they're going to turn Starosun into an energy source with yeah. it. Yeah, and so when they when Davros then use and then we have the whole scene with Davros that you just yeah. played. I like that they. I, I don't know. It's funny to me that they revealed that it's like. But it's Davros. It's like, yeah, I don't know, maybe. Well, like, but they were there's the head weird? fake because there's the girl in the in the battle computer uh, in the uh, earlier scenes. Uh, I remember the little girl that's the renegade. Yes, yes. And so that's a head fake designed to, because you think it's Davros, right? Because it's a it's a little person in a chair, uh, and you don't see the the front of it. Uh, and it's the, the voice was even deliberately done, done, done to sound a little bit like Davros. Uh, and then it's like turns around. It's a little girl instead. And you're like, oh, what? maybe no Davros. And then and then he pops out of the emperor. Dally. So it's a little bit I of thought, a little bit of a misdirect. A the thing. moment early on in the first episode with the little girl where she's singing the rhyme about the doctor. Yeah, I, I thought that was a very modern Doctor Who. Yeah. A little creepy, little yeah, yeah, totally creepy. Uh, it reminded me very much of like a Stephen Moffat or or even <clears throat> Russell T Davies, but they do that kind of a thing later. So I was like, oh, this kind of like yeah. set up some of that stuff. Like, and it's got it's just the one place where the music is not bad because no, it's got exactly. like a little nursery yeah, rhyme yeah. kind of ding ding ding. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> okay, so well, they use the hand. Uh-oh, uh, Scaro son goes supernova. Which, by the way, yeah. it does destroy Scaro, so the dogs are gone forever. We never hear from them again, of yeah, course. Yeah, so this that's is it for them, yeah. Um, but, you know, when a star goes supernova, it does a lot more than destroy the planet around it. That destroyed, like, a huge part of that galaxy. <laughs> sure, it's fine. <laughs> anyway, the hand somehow immediately gets back to God. I guess that's part of what it does, but yep. it gets yeah, back it comes, to Gallifrey. flies back. Yeah. Uh, no, home. okay. Yeah. So we, we've sorry along Davros the way. Stavros jets out. He's like, get thank ready. goodness. Yep. Yeah. On the way, unfortunately, and we've all had this happen. You start dating a guy, and he ends yeah. up being a fascist. Well, yeah. it yeah. happened. But uh, so we find out Mike Smith is part of this other rebel group called the Association, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh, they're whatever. They're yeah, essentially yeah, the guys. Yeah. All right. And um, help the dogs. So. So Ace is not happy about that. <laughs> and then he captures her and is going to, you know, threaten to kill her. So then the girl finds them and then the, the school, the girl kills Smith. Yeah. Um, which I thought he was stole the time crazy. controller. So she was mad at him for doing that because they were going to get out with the time controller, which I love that the time controller is just one of those globes that you used to get what you could get. Oh, yeah. In like the the your, your hair. Vanderwall. Yeah, things, yeah. Yeah. But I think the special effect there is that she's manipulating it several times and her hair isn't all sticking up, which I that yeah. must have been that took millions of dollars. I've told that took millions of dollars in a green screen to get done. Right. Yeah. Because those things usually make your hair stand up. Well, anyway, timely, timely for for Ace, Van de Graaff, not Van der Waal, Van der Waal Van forces Graaff. are the minuscule forces that attract and uh, obviously atoms from one another. Yeah, I, didn't want to, I didn't want to embarrass you by saying anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so then, but then when the Supreme Dalek or when Davros is killed, the, the girl like snaps out of it. At yeah, that point. right. 
and uh and there we are uh but uh yeah a great a great oh and then i i love the line at the end where he says time will tell yeah, uh it does <laughs> yeah it's think, a good... by the way a lot of people die in this episode but smith gets a big funeral so yeah yeah everybody else <laughs> fine. yeah this is so this is the season 25 premiere and you gotta i gotta context set this a little bit so what you have seen before this <laughs> is time in the ronnie which is the first seventh doctor one Oof. yeah Paradise Towers, which is the one set in the high rise. Delta and the Bannerman, which wow. is fun but not great, and then Dragonfire, which is it, the which first... is fun but like a completely different tone than yes. This, this is so very then, much like a third Doctor kind of right. Uh... So then this goes. So that's that's what you've got, and then Doctor Who goes off the air for however many months. I haven't seen Dragonfire. How yes, yeah, that? it's it's the one with that on Ice World. It's the last Mel one. Oh, okay, uh, okay, and then yes, Ace comes yes, on board. Okay. So yeah, so you've seen that whole season. So that ends, uh, and then yeah, you wait about nine months here, whatever, uh, and then this, which so you got to be like, there aren't it's Doctor Who's kind of fading. There aren't a lot of people watching it and stuff like that. So you got a few like diehard fans way, who before, are like, before that, you had the whole trial of a time yeah, war, trial of time like, six dollars, like yeah. So there's a whole like bunch of fans are probably like sort of drifting away or whatever. Then the few diehards who are still watching up, like then they just blast this at you, and it's just like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> like, I mean, it's it is very special effects heavy pacey strong story uh and so i i have to think this you know again i didn't see these in order a lot um, of hope you're this, like, yeah okay. this must have blown people away and i'm sure and i think there were probably people who were like wait what what was that the same doctor who um so plus, many things so plus ace is great companion and ace is great and the seventh doctor has been completely retooled right yes he's a really he is, he's very funny engaging yeah and he's like a master manipulator like i mean he's he knows what's going on the whole time here right this is all a master plan of his that's been going on it's implied it's been going on since the first doctor story right that yeah. the reason he's in on earth on the unearthly child is to hide the hand of omega so it's implied that this is going on from the very beginning and so there's and and there's even more uh at one point uh he's telling ace the story of the hand of omega and he says oh you know yes it was raslan uh and omega uh and uh, he's like and didn't we have trouble with the prototype and she's like we and he goes uh they and so they they start this is because the cartmel master plan we've talked about a little bit before this is the script editor they start to imply that the doctor is a much more significant figure uh in uh in doctor who uh, uh history in, in gallifrey history or whatever um than we've ever known so that's mm. into that here um you have uh, uh this is uh, written by ben aronovich uh who wrote battlefield as well which is the brigadier one later in the season this is but this is the first thing he ever wrote for doctor who he became a very popular science fiction writer like novelist uh, and stuff like that um, and is still sort of you know a big doctor who fan um obviously knocks this one out of the park uh, credit to Andrew Morgan, the director, uh, who does a very good job here as well. All filmed on location. So many Daleks. I mean, like, I don't know, there's like yeah. seven or eight Daleks, which is impressive uh, in, in things. They land a spaceship in a schoolyard, which was not a model. Like, it's clearly they had like a full size, like mm. shuttlecraft and a crane and they land it. Uh, and the clearly the pyrotechnics guy is having a blast because literally because I mean, there are so many explosions. You get lovely. Uh, there's a lovely little side scene with a. Uh, in the cafe with the doctor talking, you mentioned this in the, uh, the Jamaican guy, right in the cafe and yes, they're having yes. a conversation about ripples and stuff like that. That is the Butler from the fresh Prince of Bel Air. That is the same. I remember the oh, Butler, wow. uh, Jeffrey, I think it was his name or something like that. And, yeah. yeah. He was Tim. Uh, um, uh, I remember watching it and being like, yeah, about the fish prince he just looked like, familiar to me but racist? i couldn't place it yeah it's <laughs> like am i thinking all black people's british accents are the same but then i looked <laughs> up i was like nope nope safe i'm in i'm in my board here it's got also it has a great that cold opening is great which has never been done in doctor who uh except actually the time in the ronnie had a cold one so obviously they were like yeah let's, let's build on that success but the it <laughs> opens with the earth pulling back with the kennedy speech and uh um, that was very and, cool uh, and then the dalek ship coming in and then it goes to the credits like it's 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 just like it is really a moment of uh, of you know Doctor Who just being like, look what we can still do on no budget. Like it's not like they got a huge infusion of cash or something like that. There's just no budget. Also, you got to call out the special weapons Dalek, which is a giant cannon on a Dalek base, uh, which blows everything up. But but so that's all true. Did it make much of an impact? Like, did it turn the ratings around much? I mean, I'm not sure if it. Uh, uh... I don't know, right? I mean, I obviously didn't save yeah. the show. It went on for right. another season after this. I think what it did was certainly for a lot of fans, and it, it, it probably for the BBC even or others is 
it said this can still work, right? I mean, it's it's a definitely a moment of like, hey, this can still actually work, everybody. Like, we could still make really strong Doctor Who on a budget, uh, and it's interesting and dynamic and all that kind of stuff. And I think that I, I think that was valuable to see, right? I mean, I mean, seeing you know the BBC rested it; they never fully canceled Doctor Who, and they were always sort of actively developing it, even right, you know, up through the movie with Paul McGann and other things. So I think, yeah, I think this is sort of a thing of like, yeah, look, it's still good. It's still got, it's still got it. They can still throw one over the plate. Uh, if, you know, if they're given a little, a uh, little opportunity to do so on the right creative people behind it. And, uh, yeah, this is a, this is definitely considered, uh, an all time classic seventh doctor. Once there was a theme <laughs> to get back homeward. Once there was a theme to get back home, sleep, pretty doctor, do not cry. <laughs> for I will sing a lullaby. Sorry, as a gay man, I just heard once there was a theme, I was petrified. <laughs> yes, that will save Thieves. that. We're going to use that for a Thieves future will one. survive. <laughs> use that in a future one. <laughs> We are adherents of the repeating themes here on No Not The Mind Probe. We like to look at things and ideas and people that are threaded through the very fabric of space and time in Doctor Who. Uh, John, what did you want to talk about for this couple episodes? Well, um, I know we've been exuberant. We've been happy. These, mm. are, these are good episodes. But now we got to go to a dark place now. Mm. Uh, we got to talk about retconning. Let's talk oh. about retconning. Retroactive continuitying, probably. That's probably uh, what it stands for, yeah. <laughs> Because both of these stories kind of do it. Uh, you've got the name of the doctor, obviously going back and saying, hey, the reason that he picked this TARDIS, Clara, the reason he survived and any number of circumstances, Clara, right? Changing, you know, now he's got this guardian angel sort of who was part of everything that, you know, has happened to him before. Obviously, remembers the Daleks. Hey, remember in 1963 when we thought he was just hanging out and sending his daughter to... School. He wasn't. Yeah, he knew he the whole wasn't. time that he was. Yeah, and and a big flaw in that this one a little bit is. Um, <laughs> and by the way, and remember during that story where he seemed to not really know what yeah. he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> he well, did. He was just really playing it cool. And unfortunately, the very next story, they meet the Daleks for what is clearly the first time that the Doctor has ever <laughs> met the Daleks. So he he must have been maybe he was laying it as like a general trap. He was like, ah, I imagine at some point this is going to come in handy. Everybody, <laughs> somebody's going to come for this. But yes, now creating sort of this meaning to those earlier stories. Uh, and yeah, retconning is a thing that happens a lot in sci-fi and uh, in different places. I feel like Doctor Who sort of revels in it. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's interesting, right? This thing, yeah, and and and, and you know, um, uh, as we're going to discover with the the John Hurt Doctor, an even bigger retcon, right? Like, you know, folks, Porter's watched the next episode. Yeah. There was a another Doctor <laughs> we didn't know about. <laughs> right, that's a huge retcon, right? So, yeah, what do we think about it? Is it is it ju- is there any reason to be faithful? to the past or to not you know that 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 is somehow sacrosanct you should touch that or or does it not does it does it not matter you should, you should just tell a good story and occasionally it's fun to reference things in the past and maybe give them greater meaning uh and that's that's great we should do that and, and uh, i would say like what part of it depends on how much the initial people intended like were they leaving kind of easter eggs to be found later even if they didn't know exactly how but were they sort of like yeah kind of add this in maybe it can be expanded on later or or like there's no way that they could have known that but they they wouldn't have known that it would have been going 25 in the case of remembrance of the daleks 25 years later in the case of i guess (laughs) in the name of the doctor 70 years later or whatever it was a great is Stephen Moffat had a great thing as they were building up to the 50th anniversary. Um, and, you know, people were like, uh, so what's what are you going to do for the 50th anniversary story? And he just goes, I'm just following the outline that Barry Lambert left when she produced the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> when you get to 50, here's what you do. Right. Uh, it was it's a very all funny falling into place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, well, I think it's like fun to make. It's always fun for something that ends up going. I think if it goes on a certain length of time, you're like, hey, let's throw back something to the beginning because that'll seem fun. Having done, for example, improv for a while, I would do what was called long form improv and we would do these shows where you're improvising the whole show and the set would run anywhere between like, 
easily run 30 minutes, sometimes longer, but definitely run 30 minutes. Anyway. Up to 48 hours. Folks. <laughs> to 48 hours. A lot of people... <laughs> And one well, of the a lot things of people didn't go to Porter shows. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and one of the things that without fail audience would audiences would love and you would love to do and find is that you'd say some, there'd be some scenes at the beginning of the show, you'd go in different directions and then near the end of the show you'd say something or have some moment in a scene that unexpectedly tied things together uh, in a way that was like completely unexpected because often the different scenes in the show it wasn't like you were doing different beats of the same story. You would do completely disconnected things. And then at the end, if you would tie some or all of the things together, it would always get this huge reaction. You'd feel really like when it would occur to you on stage when that happened, you'd be like, oh my God, like unintentionally like this. It was, it was always like this big crowd pleasing thing. So I think when you find those things, I would imagine in a TV show and write things back, it's for the fan of that show, like it's, it's candy to you. Like, and like, I think we've said on previous episodes, it's like, Hey nerd, you're getting rewarded for remembering <laughs> this. Like yeah, you're getting you a reward. It. You made it. Yeah. I think when it becomes super, I know that's different than retconning. That's just like making a connection, but because I think retconning is retroactive. is like changing. I guess it is retroactive continuity. Yeah, that, that is changing retroactive the significance of something. Significance of it that yes. happened. Yeah, it's like so, it's not just hey, this happened. Remember this happened in the past. It's like this happened because of something that's happening now, or I'm now giving a reason that this happened that you didn't right. know about when you first saw it. Yeah. I, so I think luckily for Doctor Who, or maybe by design at a certain point again not in the first episode but like <laughs> at some point it is just like made for retconning because it it kind of doesn't matter anything you could do you could always do later and it will never fall in on itself because it's all kind of yeah it's ridiculous like yeah. it's time travel and so like sure anything could be true like it doesn't matter whereas if you went back and picked a scene from you know i don't know the first star wars movie and then been like, but actually what you didn't see is tucked behind Luke's chair was this book. And then it's like, yeah, you'd feel kind of you'd get that feeling that we have, we've talked about too in past TV shows where you want to solve the mystery of the TV show uh, on, on like a mystery show. But if the if the solution to the mystery is something that it's like and then here's a fact that no one could have known. You're like, oh, well, then how would I have ever even solved this? I couldn't have <laughs> solved this. Because you retroactively decided something about that moment that was unknowable. So I think it, it, it really depends on kind of the tone of the show. And with a certain tone of the show, it has to it has to feel really planned or else it feels bad. Whereas in Doctor Who, it can feel totally planned. And then that's great and a cool magic trick. But if they're also like in this one, just like, hey, we're going to make this like it was a big thing and we'll just yeah. do that. It feels totally fine because it's like this show's been running for seventy years. Like it's right, you yeah, know, you can only be so slavish to continuity and stuff like that. I think um, I, I the, the criticism I hear from, and maybe it's the thing about rewatchability too, is that, and as a as a person who I have occasionally rewatched uh, an episode or two of Doctor Who. That's and a big admission. Yeah, thank you sometimes for getting that out there. I, I uh, yeah, uh, but um, some fans seem to be like, well, now I can't watch those episodes again because now they have ruined it because I know that that's the thing behind it or something. Especially if they don't like a retcon or something like yeah. that. It's just kind of like I no, I don't, I don't think about like I don't watch Unearthly Child and be like, was he, was he just did he just leave the hand of Omega there when he wandered into the junkyard absentmindedly? <laughs> right. I think for Doctor Who, the, the fun of it is that you could be like, oh, I want to watch Unearthly Child and see how that holds together yeah and if it does or it doesn't totally it's fine either way yeah, it's yeah fine. you're not gonna be like oh man like yeah, yeah, maybe again there is that forgiveness of like well it has been on for 60 years they they're not it's not going to be airtight anymore <laughs> like, that's the thing exactly like <laughs> they've when been they trying do to tell it, the same story for 60 years exactly there's no make, yeah. way that that's true so it's more <laughs> of just like oh they tried to pull this clever trick let's see how well it worked whereas in a certain story you might be like you might be thinking Oh, this either has to feel like they really planned this or I hate it. Like, yeah. And we yeah, have well, with this. It's like there's no way they could have so, like, <laughs> possibly. Say. Yeah. And it's 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 a neat idea. It works uh, and it doesn't. I think the other thing it has to be is like, well, I mean, that's maybe why like something like the the Ramirez of the Daleks one is controversial is it's like, does this. Does it just kind of slot in neatly to something that happened before? And it's like, oh, that's interesting. Or does it somehow fundamentally alter the entire right. series, right? It does it somehow. And it's like, nah, yeah, he was there. He was doing a plan. And then he forgot about it for, for <laughs> several well, I mean, regenerations. The Clara like, oh, yeah. thing potentially does, right? Yeah. 
Although, although that one is know. sort of like, I mean, I guess the Clara thing is sort of like, because the great intelligence messed everything up, she's basically canceling out the great intelligence work. If, if it had been like, for whatever reason, she'd just gone into his timeline and been like, I'll fix everything. Like uh, you would have died if it weren't for me. Right. If they'd been like, it wasn't, right. you know, it's like the only reason everything happened in the past was because Clara was there to, to fix it. That might not be so great, but this is going to be like, Oh no, she's actually just canceling out the bad thing that someone else uh, did. So, but so it is kind of funny because like, okay, so she's an extremely important companion now. Mm-hmm. Let's take her companion so far. Rose obviously is just the most important thing in all of the universe right. forever. Yeah. yeah. A- A- uh, and then Amy is. I thought th- the way they treat Amy is really interesting to me because because the Doctor clearly talks about her as like so important, whatever. But she doesn't. She does a lot of important things. But I mean, like she doesn't do anything like this level necessarily. Yeah, not even answering it. Yeah. Although Sarah I guess Jane. she gives birth to his wife. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Well, we all, we've all. Well, at any rate, so she's super important. Yeah. Claire, poor Martha. <laughs> <laughs> and then Donna's just like, yeah, she's great. Like, she's fine. But like, she didn't really do anything. But like, Martha really gets shit on. You just, like, you just see Martha like outside of Trenzalora's grave with like a little cake she baked by herself. She's like, I, I made it. Made as myself. Oh, oh. <laughs> everybody said that we were going to meet here. Is everyone gone already? all right we just retconned martha into into that episode (laughs) she's outside she's still waiting at trenzor (laughs) they said they'd be back in five minutes and like her fiance is there with her like i told you we should have come i told you you said these people were your friends (laughs) they are are my friends (laughs) (laughs) all right look there are 300 doctor who stories we have ranked 164 of them 166 i'm sorry we've done that and uh we you know what that. let's rank two more let's it's a, it. it's a nice day let's rank two more okay name of the mm-hmm. doctor definitely high up for me mm-hmm. uh i enjoyed it mm-hmm. but it mm-hmm. wasn't my favorite no. of all time right. because i felt that some of the moments and maybe it was some of the things with like your great intelligence like I, I thought it was really cool but felt like this wasn't executed as cleanly as, as mm. it could have been. So I have pretty high. I have it on uh, 26. Mm-hmm. I have it right by the girl who waited because it felt very similar to me of like, yeah, these are both good yeah. moments, nice continuity moments, but not as solid as some of the other things. Yep. yep. So like plane was landed, but a little bumpy on the way down. Yeah. Yep. I don't Did know. a couple loop de loops in the air. Yeah. Remembers of the Daleks, I will say. It was my favorite Seventh Doctor story. Nice, but I just right. really don't like the Seventh Doctor story. So it's not <laughs> as high. I was looking mm-hmm. in Wikipedia as you were talking about it. And as you say, like in many of the rankings that have been done since. Yeah, by, it's considered one of the greatest. Ever. It's in the top yeah. 10, top 20. Yeah. All that. yeah. I don't have it that. I, I have it as 50. I have it okay. high. Okay. Yeah, but high um, for way higher than my other seven Doctor stories, <laughs> which are all past 100, I believe. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen all of them, but I did check, and we have seen quite a bit of the Seven Doctor story. Yeah, we're, we're, there's not much left. Yeah, yeah, we've only got a few more to go, really. Um, but anyway, I haven't ranked 50 right by, we were talking about last week, the uh, last episode, rather, the Doctor's Wife, uh, which yep. I also mm-hmm. wasn't that crazy about. But so mm-hmm. apparently these two episodes that everyone really likes, <laughs> I have lower down. Um, I have it right below the Cold War, which uh, I really liked. Anyway, Remembrance of the Daleks, number 50 on mm-hmm. my list with mm-hmm. a bullet. Nice. Yeah, these are both high for me. Uh, um, name of the Doctor coming in at number nineteen. I agree. It's a bit messy in the middle. I'm not, I'm, you know, and I've watched it several times and still not 100 percent sure how. I, again, it just feels like there was a storyline that got abandoned. It's like I need to get to introducing John Hurt as the Doctor. Uh, right, I got right. a storyline to get me there, and uh, yeah, they're they're in something, and they'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> they'll, they get out. They get out. It's just, just a caption at the end, and then they get out. <laughs> But, but I like, and I would say also the idea of the timeline is, yeah, I don't know if they ever return to it, but it's kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a cool idea. It just doesn't quite, but, um, but uh, on the strength of that opening sequence uh, and then the surprise ending of it, it rockets up for me to, yeah, at number 19, just because. And you're still holding out for the Clara Chronicle spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But but a, a solid story, and again, I think um, you know we're 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 the next three of the Matt Smith stories are event stories. Yeah, uh, and so this is definitely a solid. I mean, you know, I, I think I'm I'm giving in, and I'm going to give rankings on uh, these. Is sort of the strength of is yeah, it's it's a big event, and they 
he kind of nails the event and I'll give him a lot of credit. Uh, the, the, again, the fact that this wasn't spoiled is astonishing Yeah, that, that they managed to do. And in fact, actually there's a great story. They accidentally shipped DVDs early of the seat that you could order your DVD the full season. Uh, and they shipped them to like, I say it's like 18 people or some number of people wow. got these before uh, it was broadcast oh and like, the BBC called them or somebody called them and was like, please, please, please don't ruin it for anybody. And they didn't. Uh, and Stephen Moffat was like, I still credit to those people. I think they sent them like some special gift or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, Stephen Moffat was just like, I still credit those people for not ruining it. Um, so anyway, yes. Uh, so name of the doctor, uh, number 19. Remember the dialing. Yeah. One of my top ones again, uh, where it sits in the context of like just coming out of nowhere, I think this is probably one of the first Seventh Doctor ones I actually saw. So that might actually help my impression of the Seventh Doctor. I, I didn't talk about this in the uh, section, but also the novelization is excellent. Uh, ben Aronovich novelized it. It's uh, longer than most Doctor Who's. It kind of sets the tone for the new adventures, which are the, the novels that kind of came after uh, Doctor Who's temporarily rested uh, after season 26. And uh, the novelization is fantastic and adds a lot of really interesting color around some of this stuff. So I've got it at number nine. Uh, it's in my top 10. It is, uh, it's below the 11th hour, um, above, just above the White's Dam, below the 11th hour, um, uh, below Inferno and the Aztecs, uh, and a little bit above the case of Androzani. But yeah, it's a, it's just a, um, uh, it's a solid like, hey, Doctor Who can still do this, uh, yeah. even in the even in the twenty fifth season, they could still turn out uh, uh, what is definitely considered uh, an all time uh, classic. Uh, and yeah, one of my one of my favorites. Well, uh, when we combine these rankings together, <laughs> the old <laughs> supercomputer has us. We have two almost almost in the top 20. So we yeah. have a uh, name of the doctor coming in at number 16 and mm-hmm. remembrance of the Daleks uh, tied for 21. So mm-hmm. I'm almost right in the top. And 20 uh, remembrance of the Daleks. Uh, no big surprises. The great doctor who survey. Uh, this is a fresh. This is fresh off the off the presses. This smell that ink. Drying yeah, it's just clear. Uh, uh, the latest on the survey. This is the doctor who survey. Rank your episodes. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, remembrance of the Daleks. Number one uh, has been number one since 1990. There's not a lot of shifting. Uh, and this is among the, the seventh Doctor stories. Yeah, among the seven Doctor stories of the twelve seventh Doctor stories. Remember the Daleks number one, the Curse of Henrik number two, uh, and there's actually a little asterisk here that says "Screw you, Porter," uh, which I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I can't believe they did that. Uh, and then Survival number three, which we haven't seen yet. Uh, but yeah, this is far and away considered the best of the seventh Doctor, and and definitely high up on the just generally this is considered one of the well. Yeah, in Wikipedia here uh, it says that in a fiftieth anniversary poll uh, it was number 10 yeah of all yeah time. So. it's about right pretty good you can see these rankings uh on our website mindprobe.show and you can you know you can rank them all around you can move things all around you can see if you're like i really like how john ranks these you can then sort just by john's ranking if that's yeah, what you, you want can do that if you want uh you can I'll sort allow by it. my weird ranking uh and uh you can also see which episodes are coming up and which ones we've watched uh you can go to the watch order there you can watch along with us we'd love it uh and we'd love to hear from you too if you want to write us uh john at mindprobe.show porter at mindprobe.show let us know what you think of the episodes or you can you know uh, reach out to us in a YouTube comments or whatever. Follow the show on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Mind Probe Show, uh, if, or just search for No Not the Mind Probe Show. Um, we're at podcast there. Obviously, you can follow us on iTunes, Spotify, stuff like that. John, what do we have in store for next week? Again, another boring ho hum episode. Yeah. Mwah, mwah. Um, hey, Porter, do you like do you like massive mega broadcasts of Doctor Who? This uh, the next one coming up is uh, the fiftieth anniversary uh, story simulcast in 94 countries at the Ooh. exact same time a world record it's a lot of countries you know there's really only about 250 total. right yeah, most, in most of your countries now some of us you know had the privilege of actually watching it in a movie theater in leicester square we'll get to that Ooh. but it is the 50th anniversary story the day of the doctor uh matt smith David Tennant just coming in out of nowhere, just like, hey, hey, what's up? I'm back. And he's which which at that time was not as common as it is now. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, we get the the John Hurt story that we fully understand what the, what's what's up with him. 
Prior to that, of course, I recommend that you watch Night of the Doctor. Uh, we'll Which is available on YouTube. Yep, it's YouTube. Just a quick little little short, but probably one of the most significant nine-minute shorts um, in, in Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, so definitely worth watching. Uh, so that's going to be your um, that's going to be your uh, your your uh, um, newish newish series. Uh, so we paired that with quite naturally the twentieth anniversary story because you know yeah three doctors here that's nice but how about Good. five doctors how about Ooh. five of them coming at you although technically only three a recording of one and a recast other one so uh-huh. uh, you know, um, but a lot of companions so many companions you got you got the fifth doctor you got fourth third second first uh you got sarah you got susan you got the brigadier uh you got jamie zoe uh oh i just i could go on for hours you got the master you got cyberman you got daleks you got everything it's the five doctors uh the 25th anniversary story so we're just gonna have a grand old time get on your get on your little your little tuxedo there your little yeah especially like a gala a little doctor who gala coming at you well i'm looking forward to it i should think so as you say now it, it was more exciting on the 50th anniversary episode. Now I believe the, the British law requires David Tennant to be on most BBC shows, not just Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah, he's David Tennant is show. required to be a main so character. It's his head poking up from behind a chair, and then it goes back down. <laughs> Everybody's like, I saw it. It's like the Alfred Hitchcock uh, cameo, but just David Tennant for no reason. We were speaking uh, last episode about work, Davis being in a lot of stuff. David Tennant's in Harry Potter, too. Although I guess most of Britain's in Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody had to be in it mandatory. It was weird. What a sham. (laughs) Mind Probe.show. Virulently anti-Harry Potter. Not true. I love Harry Potter. But I also like trans people. Oh, Mind Probe.show.